You are listening to the Sales Confidence Podcast by none other than the sales confidence coach himself, Brian K. McNeil. Tune in weekly to get tips and information to improve your sales that you can use right now. Stay tuned. The episode starts now. This is how we do it. I do not own the rights to this music. Hello, hello, hello. This is Brian K. McNeil, the sales confidence coach. And I am super excited to this episode of the Sales Confidence Podcast. Today, we're talking about how to deliver your rates with confidence. That's what we're going to talk about today. How to deliver your rates with confidence. Now, let me let y'all learn a little something. We're going to talk about that because it comes up so often. It comes up when I'm talking to entrepreneurs, especially talking to entrepreneurs today, the 2021 entrepreneur, the entrepreneurs today that do not, they don't want to come across as salesy. The 2021 entrepreneur who does never even ask for business. They just tell people what they do and then hope someone says, can I work with you? They don't deliver. They don't even want to. I've talked to so many entrepreneurs today. They hate it when a client asks, how much do you charge? I don't even want them to ask me. You know, I just want them to like see it on the documents or see it on the website. Today, we're going to conquer that. Today, we're going to talk about how to deliver your rates with confidence. To deliver your rates proudly and boldly, even especially if your rates are more expensive than the other ones. Now, my name is Brian K. McNeil. I'm the sales confidence coach. I've been in the world of professional selling for 30 years now. And 29 of those years, at least most of the time in 29 of those years, I've been teaching others how to sell well. I've written four amazing books on the topic, and I've got the hundreds of testimonial letters and thousands of satisfied clients. And I suspect I could teach you something about how to sell yourself and your services. The time has come. You know anybody who feels like this? The client understands what I do. The client is just there waiting for me to tell them how much I charge and to offer it to them. I could see they could tell. And now I'm feeling that churning in my belly. Oh, God. I'm so nervous about having to tell my rates. It's going to be $10,000. Oh. It's going to be $10,000. If you are timid in your delivery, when it comes to your rates, if you are timid in your delivery, they're going to be timid in their acceptance. If you deliver your rates insecurely, they're going to be insecure in the acceptance of your rates. If you're almost apologizing for your rates or if you're apologizing for your rates, that puts a lot of question in them why they should accept your rates. You should never have to apologize for your rates. Your rates are your rates. And you do do not have to lower your rates. No, you don't. It's either the choice of you lowering your rates down to their level or bringing them up to yours, one or the other. And I can show you how to do that. We're going to talk about it today. So let me go to the comment section here. If anyone has any comments about it, we're going to talk about it. Maybe you know someone who's nervous when it comes time to deliver their rates. Maybe you know someone intimately that's nervous when it comes to... Inter- in, um, telling their rates. 
there's several ways you can do it to feel confident about it. Okay, one way to first off get confident about telling your rates as an exercise. This is an exercise I want you to do, my entrepreneurial friends. Think about the services that a client actually gets when they hire you. What is it that they actually get from you when they hire you? Now, if you're clear as to what they actually get, I'm going to challenge you to just yourself itemize all the things they get when they hire you. Itemize it, okay? And the reason why I want you to itemize all the things that they get when they hire you is I want you to put a dollar amount on all the things they get. For example, if you happen to be a coach or a consultant, um, do your clients get access to you by phone or messaging? How much is the access to you worth on a calendar month? How much is it should you charge just to have access to you? Do they get any programs? How much is this program worth? How much is that program worth? How much you charge? Would you charge? You chose that, sold that program by itself. How about that program by itself? How about this evaluation by themselves? How much would you charge per session? You know, if they had to pay for it that way. If you itemized all the things and put a value on all the things your clients get, what will happen is you will find out that it's not even fair. They're getting a whole lot more value than the money that you're asking for. And that is fair. It's always going to be the case. They're getting a whole lot more. You're, you're exchanging, my entrepreneurial friends, you're exchanging your big old pile of benefits and stuff with your clients in exchange for their little pile of money. That's what it is. Okay, so if you were to take this exercise and write out all the things that they actually get when they hire you and put a dollar figure on each one of them, call it dollarization. If you dollarized all the stuff they get, you will see that very often the value that they're getting is worth two or three or four or five times the amount of money that you're asking for. It's a bargain. Even if you're asking for 10 grand or 20 grand or whatever it is, or five grand or two grand or one grand, whatever it is they're getting from you, you have to know that it's a bargain and you have to reteach yourself that it's a bargain. If you're thinking that your services are worth $400, but you want to ask for a thousand, that's going to put a shadow over your face. It's going to come across as incongruent and they're not going to be able to work with you. Okay. They're not. You need to know that they get a lot more value than the money that you're daring to ask for. Now, once you've done that, once you've been able to effectively convince yourself that what you're offering is worth a whole lot more than the money that you're asking for, now it comes time to deliver that rate. Now, some of you guys have seen me do this before and heard me say these words before. What is the highest paying profession on average in this country. What profession pays more money annually than any other profession? Do you have a guess as to what profession pays the most? I'll tell you. The profession in this country that pays the most money on average is professional athlete. Basketball, baseball, football players, they earn more on average than any other profession in our country. Yes, they do. You know, bench players in the NBA going to make five and a half million dollars a year. OK, without even hardly playing any minutes. OK, but to get there, that's what it pays. 
Now, the second highest paying profession on average in our nation might surprise you, but it has been for a long time. The second highest paying profession that pays more than any other profession in our country other than athlete is actor or actress, acting. Acting, yes, it does. You know, a bit player on a sitcom will make 135, 185 grand a week with just very few lines, if not more. Some of them make a million a week, okay, as you've seen with, uh, I'm not going to say his name, okay? <laughs> but on a sitcom, I mean, acting and actress, they pay the next highest rate, most money. And the third highest paying profession on average is still professional sales. Yes, it is. And they count CEOs that came from the sales force there, too. But the third highest paying profession is still sales. And isn't it interesting, my entrepreneurial friends, that the three highest paying professions on average in this country can all probably fit under the subcategory of the entertainment field. Yes, it is the entertainment field. You entrepreneurial friends must perform the way the champions perform. You must perform when you do your presentations. When you offer your services to someone, you are just as much a performer as a professional actor or actress. Yes, you are. It's lights, camera, action. You are performing the way the champion is. You're not pretending anything. You're not um, acting. You are performing the way the champions would perform delivering this rates. Can you imagine what a champion would look like when he tells those rates? Can you imagine what the confident person would look like and sound like when they tell those rates? You must perform. I've said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. Timid entrepreneurs have skinny kids. People who present their rates timidly have skinny kids. If you're timid in your uh, offer, they're timid in their acceptance. You should be you should pretend or act or come across as if you are proud of your rates. I'm going to take care of you the way you want to be taken care of doing this way here, and I'm going to do it for $10,000. Can we give it a try? And then you wait. When you offer your services, and this is an old sales adage here, when a closing question is asked, the next one who talks now, the, the grizzled old veterans, the ones who that I'm not with, okay, those grizzled old veterans, they will say, once you ask a closing question, the next one who talks by loses. I don't ever want you to think of it, and I never thought of it that way, and I don't want you to think of it this way. If the clients buy from you, they didn't lose anything. They only won, okay? You think win-win, like the seven habits of highly effective people. Think win-win. Think win-win-win, okay? When you ask a closing question, then I like to look at it. Then when you ask a closing question, the next one who talks buys it. And you, the entrepreneur, already has it. You don't want to buy it back. So when you ask a closing question, give them the opportunity to own it. Will you give our services a try? This is the way I want you to start asking for business if you sell a service. If you have presented your service, your intangible services, and the client understands um what your services can do for them and how they benefit with your services. If they can understand that, then I want you to offer your services and let them get a chance to say yes or no. Will you give our services a try? Can we get started? Something along those lines. Yes. Or, well, uh, 
Owella, something like that. But give them a chance to answer next. Has anyone already heard anything of value? If you heard anything of value, put it in the comments. If not, we'll just keep it moving. But delivering your rates with confidence. First, you have to convince yourself that your stuff is good. Your stuff is worth it. And the clients are benefiting much better off where they hire you than it would if they didn't hire you. Once you've effectively done that, understand that when you're presenting, you're just as much a performer as a professional actor or actress, and you perform the way the champions will perform. Present your rates and then give them a chance to answer. That's what you do. Present your rates and give them a chance to answer. That's what you do. Now, there's a something comes out of their mouth when you present them a chance to answer. They can either say yes, they could either say no, or they could give an excuse, or they can attempt to make a stall, okay? Yes, let's move forward. That's the best answer, okay? No, surprisingly, you very rarely hear clients say no. They don't want to say the words no, because no is too final. And if you disagree with that, I'm going to challenge you and say, how many times have you offered your services? Because if you don't offer your services very often, Let's say you only offered your services once or twice a month, and one of those people said no, that means half your people. But if you're offering your services enough times, two and three and four times on a daily basis, you'll notice that not very often do people actually say no. They'd much rather give an excuse or a stall. That's what your clients want to use, excuses or stall. A stall is, well, let me get back with you tomorrow, next week, next month or whatever. Okay, I'll get back with you when I get around to it. I'm going to call you first. That's that's your clients attempting to stall. They're kicking the can down the road. They don't want to answer now. They don't want the answer to be no, because that's too final. But they don't have enough of a reason to say yes yet. Or they don't have enough of a reason to say no yet. So they put off making the decision altogether. Or stall or an excuse. An excuse is a reason for not doing it. Okay. It's not a valid reason, just a reason that they can say. Now, here's an absolute term that I'm going to give you. All of these excuses, all of the excuses, they can and they should be overcome by you, my entrepreneur. You can overcome all the excuses. You cannot overcome valid reasons why they cannot, like a condition. Like if it's a husband and wife team and the wife's not there, you can't produce her, you can't bring her there. So 50% of the reason why they can't move forward is not there. That's a valid condition where they cannot say yes right now. Let that go. Deliver your rates with confidence starts largely within you. You have to first believe that your services are better. Your clients are better off with your services than without your services. Are your clients better off? If they decide to give you the money that you ask for in exchange for your services, will they be better off? Will they be much better off? And if you know that they'll be much better off, don't you owe it to them to motivate them to take an action that's in their best interest? Don't you owe it to them to motivate them to do business with you, 
Don't you owe it to them to motivate them to do this thing because they're going to be much better off. I see selling today as an act of motivation, not as a transaction. It's not you give me money, I give you my stuff. That There was a season when that was the case in this country, but it's not anymore. Now it's more of you give me money in exchange for this service that's going to benefit you much greater than your money would have. That's what it is. And you're going to motivate them to take an action. Interesting thought. Now, just before I got on here today, and this happens so often, entrepreneurial friends, I'm talking to a lady who's been in her company for eight years, never really was that successful selling those services, but she likes them. And she says sales always seems confusing to her. And the training that the company gives, the training the company offers, she said it sounds so salesy and I don't like it. It just doesn't feel good what they tell her to do. And um, <clears throat> and I said, I understand why that comes across as sales to you and I can understand why you feel that way too. And she goes, and it just made her feel icky. She goes, the way they train us, it comes across to me as used car salesman. That's because her company is stuck in their training. They're training the way sales used to be done in this country. It used to be salesmen could be icky. It used to be where salespeople could be non-scrupulous because they had the advantage over the client. They knew what the products really cost. They knew what the products really could do. And the potential client had the hope that the salesperson was honest. That's what they had to do. So salespeople sometimes earn that negative reputation. But today, they do not have the advantage over the consumer at all. The consumer can Google them right in their face. The consumer can check out what the real rates are, what the real dollars are. You can't get away with it anymore. Plus, everyone looks at reviews now. And, um, uh, yeah, reviews and recommendations. So, like, if somebody wants to do business with them, most of the time, they're going to check you out. They're going to go to Google. They're going to check you out. They're going to see what others have said about you before they give up their money in exchange for you or your services. So you can't afford to today offer products or services that are not wonderful because your reputation is going to precede you big time. Okay. So you can't do that either. So you have to be the most honest person in the room. So I said this to this lady. I understand why that's because the company, they're teaching you the way it used to be done. That's not the case today. She goes, right. There's no like and trust today. I says, no, no, no. So many trainers and so many companies and so many people spout off this concept of, well, it's all about no like and trust. And people know you, they have to know you before they can like you and trust you, right? No like and trust. That's what they, it's popular to say, but I'm about to shoot it down. It's not no like and trust. No like and trust is an abbreviation from the original Greek formula. The original Greek formula is people must like you before they can listen to you. They must listen to you before they can trust you. And they must trust you before they can buy from you. That's the original formula. Here's where people mess it up. They mess it up with this liking part. They seem to think that the more people like you them, the more likely it is to do business with them. 
And you know that's not true because there's a lot of people that you like that you never do business with. And there's a lot of people that like you that haven't done business with you yet and may never do business with you. They'll like you. They'll thumbs up you. They'll add a boy you. They'll add a girl you. They'll save you a seat at the cookout. They'll say good things about you, but they haven't done business with you. Why not? Because liking you is not enough. No one does business with anybody on purpose unless they believe that their life situations gets better in some way. Of the seven reasons why people will do business with you, how much they like you is not even on the list of seven. It's just not. They have to like you only a little bit. They have to like you just enough to hear you. You don't have to be their best friend. You don't have to go to their cookouts. You don't have to be in their weddings. They have to like you just enough to hear you, that's it. <laughs> Dr. Derrick Bryan, you really taught me this well. People liking you does not always equal business. You know, it's so funny. Uh, Dr. Deborah happens to be a, one of my favorite clients that I've ever worked with. But right before I came on here, I got a message, text message from a client that was not one of my favorites. I never really enjoyed her, okay? And she was difficult to work with. Uh, she know it all. And she didn't like my methods, even though she paid me. But I never really liked her. And she was also very demanding of me, too. She wanted me to do this and that. And I didn't like the experience at all. So as we got and she paid for my full curriculum, too. I just didn't like it. I never was happy with her. I wasn't happy to work with her at all. I don't know if she got any value from me at all. And this is a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago client. But I got a text message from her just before I came on here today. And she goes, Brian, I believe in giving credit where credit is due. I use things that you taught me in my business and it works seamlessly. This is what she said. And I just want to give you the credit for it. things you taught me has helped me to work seamlessly in my business and be profitable for it. And thank you. And I said, I responded back to her. I'm really happy to hear this praise report from you. Thank you very much for telling me. Okay, but this it just goes to show that the principles are the principles of the principles. Okay, even a client that don't necessarily like me and I don't necessarily like, she's still willing to adopt a principle and profit from it. I'm surprised she ever reached out because I was I couldn't. I, oh man, it was so bad. I couldn't even wait to get rid of her as a client. <laughs> oh, I couldn't wait for this engagement to end. I don't want to work with her no more, but I had to. So, but even that, even someone I didn't like, she still responded this way. That was great for me. <laughs> this podcast is new to me. I'm enjoying it very much. I still don't have my intro music or outro music. I used um, Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It, uh, but I don't own the rights to that music. But I'm going to polish this up. This is the third episode of the Sales Confidence Podcast. So we're going to grow this. We're going to take our time with it. And we're going to have a good time with it. Just an opportunity for me, the Sales Confidence Coach, is to share a tidbit, to share a nugget. I will be having guests on this show. Yes, I will. I'll find guests that I think are interesting that have something to say about selling or about confidence. That's what we're going to talk about. I will tell you to the degree of how confident and confidence is an amazing thing. First off is you can fake confidence for a little while. You can fake it for a little while. And and and, and it's it, it only gets exposed when it gets tested at all. 
Like if someone if someone can fake it all day and night and every day and every night until someone questions them, and then that confidence gets tested and then it falls under. Okay. But you can fake it for just a little while. But true confidence that is born out of proven results, proven outcomes. That's where that confidence comes from. Like if you try to tell uh, me that I can't sell, Brian, you can't sell. You don't know what you're talking about. That wouldn't bother me a bit because my confidence has been bolstered by enough units of conviction, enough opportunities where people have said yes to me, enough times where others have taken my training and benefited from them. It's happened enough time, enough times where I'm super confident in my abilities to carry the ball. My super confident in my ability to take the hill, if you will. One of my favorite compliments was um, back when I was in corporate America as a sales uh, um uh, they called me the sales. I was the corporate sales trainer. That's what it was. I was the corporate sales trainer, but I also sold too. I didn't just train all the time. I was also making sales too. And one of the VPs said that Brian McNeil is the sergeant that can take the hill. He's the sergeant that can take the hill. Soldiers, we need that hill. We need that vantage place. Somebody's got to go get it. Which one of you units can go get that hill? Sergeant Brian can go get that hill. Sergeant Brian can carry that ball. Sergeant Brian can bring in the business when we need to be brought in. That's not my game as much anymore. Although, yeah, it is. I still go get my business, still go get my money. But a large part of my life right now is training and developing others to do great in selling themselves and their services. Again, this is the Sales Confidence Podcast. And what I've talked to you about since the beginning today was how to deliver your rates with confidence. The first sale you must make is to yourself. So I said, I recommend it. If you're just getting here, I recommended an exercise. I want you to think out and write out what is it that the clients really get when they hire you? What do they get when they hire you? They get access to you. They get your perspective in this area. They get this tangible item here. What is it that they really get when they hire you? And then once you've mapped out what it is that you believe they actually get when they hire you, can you put a dollar amount, dollar amount on each of those things? How much would it be? How much would it cost if they wanted to just have access to you? How much would it cost to have this solution or that solution? How much would they be willing to pay for that solution or that solution? And, it should, and when you add it up, you're going to see that your clients are getting a huge pile of benefits that's worth significantly more than the money that you dare ask for. The Your pile of benefits is going to be much greater than the pile of money that you ask for. And that's the way it always has to be. They're getting a lot more value than the money that you're asking for. Once you believe that to be true, you'll start to get that feeling like what you're offering for is a freaking bargain to them. It's a bargain. They're getting a whole lot more value than what you dare ask for. You have to convince yourself of that first. Then you have to understand, are you selling your services for their benefit or selling your services because you need the money? Mm. No, no, no. I'm selling because it's their benefit. Are you sure? Check yourself on that one. Okay. And then understand that your job is not to talk anybody and to do anything. You selling is not talking people into it. Well, he'll probably be good because he could talk somebody into anything. That's not what selling is. 
That's not at all. Okay. Ugh. Con mans can talk people into stuff. And I'm not a con man. You're not a con man. Someone trying to compliment me saying you could talk somebody into doing anything. You're not describing sales. You're describing a con man. And that's not what I am. I can't talk anybody into doing anything. I can only help them to decide to do something that's in their best interest. That's it. If it's in their best interest, that's what we do. Selling today is a motivational act. You could think of yourself as a motivator. You're motivating your potential clients to take an action that is in their best interest. That's what you do. You motivate people to take an act that is in their best interest. Yes, that's your job. This has been the Sales Confidence Podcast. We're only going to go for 30 minutes. This gives me, I have about a minute left. I have launched a series of um, workshops called the Four Only Series. You know, in the 29 years that I've been teaching others how to sell, always worked on service-based industries. And from selling skills from one industry to the next industry to the next industry, there's a lot of those sales skills that are completely communicable, that are work in one industry and same things work over here and over there and over there. But within each industry, there's some things that are particularly peculiar just to that industry. And to that end, I have launched these four only workshops, like for real estate professionals only, for um, uh, insurance and prof- tomorrow I'm doing insurance and financial services only. I'm doing all the sales training geared just for those industries, insurance and financial services to include wealth coaches, to include legal shields, those kinds of things, all included for tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and it's a free workshop. Next week, next Wednesday, I'm doing network marketing. What? what? Network marketing. Yes, I am. That's what I'm talking about. Network marketing next week. But for tomorrow, it's just going to, and only you guys know that I haven't announced that to the world yet, but I decided to give it to you because you happen to be here. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Network marketing is coming tomorrow. And uh, I mean, next Wednesday. But tomorrow, we're talking about how to sell your services in the, if you're in the insurance, because they have a problem. You know, they're talking money. They're talking numbers all the time. They're talking common sense. It just makes so much sense, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Your family will be protected this way. And it's just smart to do this. And it's dumb not to do it. That's how they sell it. And that's a mistake. Okay. It's a mistake to sell it that way. I had a gentleman challenge me saying, Brian, you can't sell the way you sell. But you can't teach me the way you sell. The nerve of him. To say that to me. But anyway, our time has drawn now end. We're done. We got to get out of here. It's been 30 minutes. Thank you for those who's going to watch this. I've learned that podcast we're going to go live until a week later because I've been getting these messages from Anchor after I've been putting my podcast through. But anyway, unless you catch it live, the rest of the world is going to catch it next week. But I'm building my bank of podcasts and I'm looking forward to sharing them with the world. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us. Hope you found some value here today. Peace.